What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Happy as I don't know what to be back today. I hope all you guys are having a good Monday up until now. Hopefully, all you guys had a great Christmas. Hopefully, you got some good gifts. Or if you didn't get any gifts, hopefully, you gave some gifts to people. Because trust me, that's a much better feeling than receiving any gift. But if you didn't have a great Christmas, hopefully, you're having a better day. Hopefully, you have a better week. And hopefully, you have a better new year in 2020. So, I know I've been gone for about a week now. Had a little break with Christmas. I wasn't planning on doing that, but I honestly, I felt like I needed it. But I'm back now. I'm happy to be back. And of course, today I'm going to come back and talk about my Michigan State Spartan. So last night, we played at home. We're currently ranked number 14 from today's AP poll that came out earlier today. So we're currently ranked 14. Um, we entered this game with a 9-3 and record. We played Western Michigan in-state uh, rival, I guess you can call him, uh, head coach Steve Hawkins is a really good coach. They play in the MAC Conference, which is the Middle American Conference, which features teams like Buffalo, uh, Toledo, Akron, Kent State, Bowling Green, and Eastern Michigan, just to name a few in that conference. But they also enter this game with a, a record of um, 7-5. and five. So the final score ended up being Michigan State 95-62. to 62. But let me get into the stat sheet real quick. So for Western Michigan, Brandon Johnson had four points, two assists, five rebounds. Titus Wright had eight points and one rebound. Michael Flowers added 12 points, five assists. Jason Whitens had six points, four rebounds, one steal. B. Artis White had 12 points, six assists, four rebounds, and one steal. Chase Bars had two points, three rebounds. Patrick Emmeline had seven points. William Boyer Richard had three points, four assists, and three rebounds. Jared Prenti had three points, one assist, and one steal. And Adrian Martin had five points and one steal. For my Michigan State Spartans, Xavier Tillman had 15 points, 3 assists, 11 rebounds, and 3 blocks. Aaron Henry had 15 points, 5 assists, 3 rebounds, and 1 steal. Gabe Brown had 8 points and 2 rebounds. Marcus Bingham had 3 points, 8 rebounds, and 1 steal. Foster Lawyer had a career-high 16 points, 6 assists, and 3 rebounds. Malik Hall added 9 points, 1 rebound. Julius Marble had 2 points, 2 rebounds. Jack Hoiberg had 4 points and 6 assists and 1 steal. Kyle Owens had 12 points, 1 assist, and 3 rebounds. Connor George had 2 points and 4 rebounds. And Rocket Watts made his return from missing 4 games with a little stress injury to his leg. He had 9 points, 5 assists, and 1 rebound. Now, of course... Going into this game, we're automatically thinking it should be an easy W with the better team. Um, but it got interesting because, like, a couple hours before the game, I guess Coach Izzo does, like, a pregame radio show every pregame, of course. And he pretty much said Cassius Winston would not be playing. Um, he suffered a bone bruise in practice in his left knee. Um, so they he could they said he was, it was an 80% chance that Coach Izzo would have played him, but he decided to play it cautious. And I'm glad that he did that for two reasons. One – because it gives Cassius a little bit of a break because he definitely deserves it because he's putting a lot of work and he's gone through a lot of stuff in these past couple months. So he definitely needed a, a little bit of rest because let, let's be honest, we've been riding Cassius' coattail for the past two years now. He's been giving us everything. He deserves some type of break. So I'm glad he got that. The second reason was so far this year, this team hasn't really shown us much outside of Cassius being majority of the offense like yes Aaron Henry's had his moments of course Gabe Brown has had his Xavier Timmons always going to be consistent but the basis of our team is Cassius Winston like let's all for if you're a Michigan State fan you know like Cassius Winston is how we go he runs the whole show so it was good that he didn't play because we got to see other players step up and again we ended up starting Foster Lawyer who had a career high uh, 16 points like I stated 
Um, four for four from three, and I was happy for him. I, I was truly happy for him. But this game honestly started off a little bit weird. Like Western Michigan came out and they were not scared at all. They came out with aggression. They came out with some prowess. They were on their toe on point the whole first half pretty much. And they got some good players. Like B. Artist White, I believe, is a freshman. Really, really talented player. He's in the starting lineup. Um, again, he's I think he scored their most points alongside Michael Flowers. He can shoot the set three. He had a couple big time threes yesterday. But um, you know, Western Michigan, of course, is they're just the inferior team. But so really again, I always say like games like this, it's all about building confidence, and that's pretty much what we did last night. But some things that I really liked about what happened last night, because I'm not really gonna get into the game, because honestly, after about with about eight minutes left in the game, it was pretty much over. Like they had a lead. I think they they led by like eight at a point, and then Coach Izzo got a timeout, and then pretty much I'm pretty sure he chewed him out, got back into the game, and it was a blow from there on out. But my positive key takeaways from this game, because again I'm not really gonna go deep dive into this game because it's not that crazy. But I liked what I saw from Foster. Again, he hit four threes, and you guys know me. If you listen to this podcast before, I've said it. It's almost, it was almost getting to a point where Foster Lawyer is unplayable. And that could still be the case. I hope it's not because I want to see Foster play forever as long as he can in the green and white. But when we're playing top-tier teams like the Dukes and the Kentuckys, Foster always seems to just get blown by easily because he's so small. Even Seton Hall was taking advantage of him. But regardless, it was just good that he was a little bit confident last night. Of course, he got the start. He got the nod. And I was just happy to see him being able to pass the ball handling the ball, um, taking a little bit of pressure, doing the little things, just setting up, you know, plays for his teammates, doing all the little things I need to see from Foster. Because I just feel like for him, he's probably the, the him and Marcus Bingham are the two most important players that we can build confidence into. Like we really need Marcus Bingham to start developing a lot more confidence in his game, but Foster too, because we, we're going to need a backup point guard. Hopefully, you know, with Rocket Rocket being hurt, you know, put Gabe Brown into the starting lineup. I think we should have Rocket be our essential backup point guard. Um, but if that's not the case, like say Coach Izzo starts him, puts him back in the starting lineup, which I don't think he'll do. I think he will keep Gabe Brown in the lineup just to give us some length in the starting five. I think, you know, Rocket should just be the backup point guard. I, I feel like it works perfectly. That way you can get, even though Rocket got his reps at point guard last night too, you know, next year Rocket's going to be here, I'm pretty sure. And it's going to be his team, and he'll be off to the league after that. But I think he should start getting comfortable running point guard, too. But, again, getting back to my takeaway. So I was just happy that Foster was hitting his shots confidently. That's always a really good thing. Another thing that I really liked, the last time I talked about my Spartans on this podcast, I said, or a lot of people, no, let me say that. A lot of people say that we don't have that many shooters, yada, 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 yada. We need a better three-point shooter. I said, no, forget that. Kyle Arns, who is a fifth-year senior, needs to take more shots. What happened last night? Kyle took a lot more shots than he usually does. I'm not saying he has to take 10 shots. I'm not saying he has to take 11 shots. But if Kyle Owens can take about 8 to 7 shots a game per game, that would do us wonders because he is one of our best and most consistent shooters. And what does that develop from? From him being in big-time games and big-time environments, playing in hostile crowds, and he's just built for that. He's been in all the big-time games, except for last year. He didn't play in the Final Four, but he played all the way – or no, he didn't play in the tournament at all, actually. Forgive me. But he did play in all the Michigan games. He, he's played in a lot of big-time games. He was a big-time factor in that Louisville game last year at Louisville. Kyle Owens can be that three-point shooter. I promise we just have to give him shots. And that's exactly what happened last night. He ended up shooting three from seven from three, which is good. I, like, honestly, I'll say it again. 
if all his shots are threes, I wouldn't even mind that. Like, he can shoot as many threes as he wants to. I would not mind that. Like, he, like I don't even need him to go to the rack. Just put up shots. You know, keep getting your reps up in the games because Kyle Orange can knock down shots. Went three of seven from three, ended up with 12 points. Again, just a really overall good player, and that's why I was happy for him. So, that was a good thing to see. Another thing, Malik Hall, man, I, I swear this dude is getting better and better and better as the season goes on. Him and Rocket, I mean, even though Rocket returned last night, I feel like him and Rocket have been getting better each and every game. Like Malik, man, he had a nasty, nasty body. He got the ball on an inbounds play in the corner. He did like a little pass fake. The defender jumped and bit for it. He took, I think he might have took like two dribbles to the rack and dunked on him. Dunked on a defender. And the rest called, or the refs, it was two refs that had two different calls. One called a charge and the other called a block. At first, it was the, the actual charge was, or excuse me, the actual call was a charge. Then they went to commercial or whatever, timeout, and they reversed it and they called it a block. And that's another thing. I don't know why, but if you get dunked on, that should automatically be a blocking foul. It's a whole different scenario when, say, they missed the dunk or whatever, then you can call a charge. But if they make the dunk on you, like, that should be an automatic block. I don't know what's up with that rule, but it's a bad rule, whatever it is. So, that was another thing. Um, And another thing, continuing on the positive notes, I really enjoyed what I saw from Rocket Watts last night, too. He's another guy, again, we got to keep building confidence in him, right? For him, it's not, I won't even say it's confidence, because he has confidence, believe me, but uh, I, he just needs to get reps, and that's all it is. And he looked really, really sharp last night. He had a nice little move where it was an on-ball screen. He hit him with a he hit the defender with a jab step. The defender went to the screen. Rocket faked the screen. I think he took like maybe one or two dribbles to his right or left. Shot up a real nice floater over another defender. Like Rocket is a bucket getter. I just think his biggest thing right now is learning how to play alongside another pure point guard like Cassius Winston. I think that was killing him. So that's why I'm saying we should probably bring Rocket off the bench now because that will be much more effective for our team. You can have Gabe Brown be the knockdown shooter in the starting lineup and yada, yada, yada. So I just feel like it, it's all working itself out slowly. The last key part of this team, if we really want to make a run when March comes, we're going to need Marcus Bingham to start hitting shots. And yes, he can shoot the ball really, really well. But I feel like the only time he's hit a three this year, and I'm pretty sure he's hit another one, but I just can't think of it off the top of my head. The only time I remember him hitting a three was in the Duke game, and he had like a bank shot off the right wing. So like, I don't even, I mean, obviously it counts as three points, but I don't really mark it down in my head like that. But the thing is, though, again, he can shoot the ball, but he hasn't been shooting it well at all. Like, I don't know his percentages. I'd probably say it's probably, like, lower than 20%. But the form is there. Like, all of his three-point attempts, they haven't been off the mark, like, badly. They haven't been bad shots. They haven't, you know, been clanking off the backboard. Like, literally all of his shots hit the back of the rim. If you notice it, go look at all the Marcus Bingham three-point jumpers. All of his shots hit the back of the rim. So he's got to do something where he either gets a softer touch, he releases it a little softer, whatever the case may be, that's going to be the next biggest thing, especially because we all know Coach Izzo wants to get the ball in the post and he wants to establish a paint presence. And that's going to happen with Xavier Tillman. Xavier can step out and hit the three too, but I think Marcus Bingham being able to hit the three is going to be the biggest step in trending in the right direction because 
Of course, he's skinny. Of course, you know, he can get some post touches. He'll get some post looks, but he's not like a Nick Ward type of guy. Nick Ward was a guy, you know, I know all Spartan Nation misses him, but he was the type of guy where he could post up every possession and you could give it to him because he carves out so much space. He's a, such a big body. It's hard to really get over him. And that's why he faced, you know, double teams, you know, from his sophomore year to his junior year. But Marcus is just not like that. He might get like, Marcus Bingham would probably get like five to six post touches a game, but none more than that. Like he needs to be able to step out, you know, give Xavier Timmons some cushion to breathe in the post. And if say Xavier gets doubled or say he gets stuck or whatever, he can kick it out to Marcus Bingham for an easy three. And that's my only thing. Marcus is a, a really good shooter, but he just has to start knocking down shots. That's going to be a big, big factor because in a minute, defenses aren't going to be playing him. And again, I'll say it. He's not missing shots badly. Like, they're all hitting the back of the rim. But it's all about getting confidence to keep shooting the ball. And hopefully, I'm pretty sure the coaching staff is, you know, confidently telling them to keep shooting. Don't worry. You're going to get out of this slump. You're going to start hitting shots. You're going to feel much more better. And this team's offense is going to flow. And that's what I like, too. Like, all the point guards that played, like, surprisingly, Jack Hoiberg played a lot last night. Connor George played a lot last night. And I was I was happy for both of them. Like, um. Jack Hoiberg, especially, who, yes, is the son of former NBA player slash NBA coach and is the current head coach at Nebraska, Fred Hoiberg. Jack Hoiberg is his son. And um, Jack looked really good. Like, he's a little lefty. He's Of course, he's small. I don't even think he's six foot. He's probably like five, eight, five, nine. But still, he made some really good pass. I'd say the only bad play that he made last night was when he, he had a wide open rocket wise, didn't pass it to him, took a step back three. But besides that, he did a really good job of finding his teammates. He was getting everybody involved. He was pushing the offense very, very fast, faster than what I expected from him, at least. And he just looked good. Like, he just looked solid. And, again, this wasn't an inferior opponent with Western Michigan, but still, it's a game that's on the schedule. You got to play it. And, you know, any, you know, I know they're inferior, but you can lose to any team. College basketball is crazy. I'm glad that we got the W. I'm glad that we instilled some confidence into our guys. I'm glad that Cassius Winston got some rest. And I'm just happy that we are continuing to get better as a team. I think a game like that really is going to help us down the road because, again, when you don't have your best player, you really learn who needs to step up and, and, and who doesn't. Like, Xavier Tillman, I always say, even though he's had, like, a down year, you can say, but his stats don't say that. Like, he's still averaging, like, I think he's averaging, like, fifth, fifth or like, I want to say he's averaging, like, 14 and 8, something like that. So, Xavier Tillman is still doing a great job. Like, I know he hasn't had a lot of great games, but he's still getting boards. He still plays really good defense. He's not the most productive offensively, but he'll still get you a bucket when we need it. So, that's why I was happy, too. Another guy that I was really happy for last night, and then I'm going to get you out of here. Lastly was Aaron Henry. Aaron Henry is another guy who has been very, very hesitant this entire season when it comes to his jump, sh jump shooting. Last night was not the case. He was shooting mid-range jumpers that looked really good. He was hitting his set three-point shots that looked really good. And again, I'll say it. Aaron Henry does not need to be that third score force or the second score force. He just needs to be another playmaker. Cassius is the ultimate playmaker. If Aaron Henry could be half of the playmaker that Cassius is, this team is going to flow perfectly. Why? Because aside, or yeah, all like if Aaron Henry has the ball along with the, and he's in the game with the starters, everybody can shoot the rock. Even though, you know, Marcus hasn't been shooting the ball great, eventually he's going to start knocking down shots. I'm, I'm wholeheartedly confident in that. So I'm happy for everybody on this team. Good win versus, you know, an inferior Western Michigan team. We event, we improved to 10 and three on the season. Um, Western Michigan falls to six, seven and six. Excuse me. We won the game by a score of ninety-five to sixty-two. That's a thirty-two 
uh, point advantage. So, good game. Some team stats real quick. Um, Western Michigan shot 7-26 to 26 from 3, which is 26%. Good defense from us. We shot 10-27 to 27 from 3 all as a team, which is really good, 37%. We out rebounded Western Michigan by 46 to 24. That's plus uh 22. Um, and then we had 28 assists. And another thing that I was really happy about, 28 total assists is really good. But the thing that I was most happy about, and the thing that probably the coaching staff was most happy about, only nine turnovers as a team. That was a crazy stat that I did not expect to see. We probably averaged somewhere between 12 to 15. To have single-digit turnovers is a really good thing. And that's all I've been saying. If we can just have single-digit turnover games, we will win games in the fashion that we're supposed to win games. I'm not saying we're going to blow teams out, but we will win games the correct way. We can't. I understand we play such a high-tempo, fast-paced type of offense, and it's, it's kind of hard not to turn the ball over because you're playing so fast and you're, you're moving faster than other teams like that, and it's kind of the fastest basketball you've ever played. But to have nine total turnovers is a really good thing. So, again, good win. Happy for this team. Our next game. It's going to be an interesting one. It's the start, not the start, but it's pretty much the start of the Big Ten regular season, even though we've already played Northwestern and Rutgers. But technically, it's the it's the real start of the Big Ten uh, regular season. We will play Illinois. Brad Underwood, they got a couple good players. A.O., um, Trent Frazier, uh, Kofi Cockburn on that team. So it should be a good matchup. I believe they have to come to East Lansing. So I think we'll be prepared for that game. I believe Cassius will be playing. I'm pretty sure he's going to play. So we should get this win. I believe we will. Illinois is a solid team. They've had some uh, – I think they've had uh, – they had one upset for sure against Michigan. They were close to knocking off Maryland, but they lost that game late. But they have a couple good wins. Um, so we got to be on our toes for sure. Got to be ready for that game. Brad Underwood is always prepared. They beat us – shoot, they beat us a couple times um, in Cassius Winston's tenure at Michigan State. So hopefully, he, you know, I believe this is – think this is last time playing them in the regular season i don't know if we have to go to illinois this year but regardless we got to get it done let's you know be three and on big 10 play get it done but as always shout out to nuts and bolts sports go check them out i'm on their podcast network but they got a whole bunch of other really fire podcasts and great podcasts and i do their college basketball blog so go check out that whenever you get a chance that is Nuts and Bolts Sports. Go check them out ASAP. No, Rocky. But as always, this has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. I appreciate you guys for listening. Please like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, share, and all those other good things. And if you listen to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, please do me a great favor and leave a rate and review. That's how we share and expand the podcast. But as always, man, I truly appreciate you guys. And shout out to all the people that have been showing me genuine love. I've had a lot of people tell me to keep going. They like the podcast. They listen to me daily, all that type of stuff. I truly, truly appreciate that. You, like, you guys don't even know how much I really appreciate that. You guys are one of the many reasons that I keep doing this podcast and one of the many reasons that I will not stop doing this podcast. And I'm going to go as far as I can take it. But again, I appreciate you guys. I will talk to you guys soon. If I don't drop a podcast tomorrow, I'll definitely drop one on New Year's Day. But if I don't talk to y'all by then, y'all have a happy, happy New Year's. As always, it's been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. Peace, love, and blessings gone.